Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Hey there, how are you? Monday edition of the Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. You can find us at stevejonesshow.com and subscribe to our Steve Jones Show podcast. We're on iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, Google Play, and search Steve Jones Show there where you get your podcasts. Hit subscribe, and after we air them live on WKOK, drop them right to your smartphone and tablet so you can listen to them anytime, anywhere. And of course, you can always access three months of shows. We have them archived. On our website at stevejonesshow.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle at stevejonespsu. And you can email us at stevejones at wkok.com. And today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury. Look them up at purdyinsurance.com. We are in a new year. Life changes. And that means if things change in your life, you have to make sure your policy changes with you. And they can access great brands, the brands that you know and trust, the ones that are most reputable. And they will fit a policy that will meet your needs and your budget. And then when life happens, they're the people you want in your corner. So stop by Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or go to purdyinsurance.com. All right, so tonight we've got the College Football National Championship. Another chapter will be written between Alabama and Clemson. Clemson looking for their second national championship in the past three years. Alabama looking for back-to-back national crowns. Tua Tungo-Vailoa going up against Tyler Lawrence, the freshman quarterback for Clemson. So they'll kick that off tonight after 8. And there is some other college football news to share with you. A couple items out of Ohio State. Uh, Greg Schiano is not going to be back to the Buckeyes for his uh, defensive coordinator role. So they're going to bring in former Michigan defensive line coach Greg Madison. So he's the new offensive coordinator for the, uh, I'm sorry, the new defensive coordinator uh, for Ohio State. And it turns out Madison and Ryan (laughs) Day were on the same coaching staff uh, about a decade or so ago. Uh, this is they, this this is an interesting one. Yeah, I believe like, they were on okay. Urban Meyer's staff down in Florida back in uh, the mid two thousands when uh, Ryan Day was a GA back then. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it's it's only I, as soon as I saw, it, I thought, oh brother. I you know Madison's sixty nine years old, okay. It's I just find it a really interesting move. Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what you want to do. Um, so they actually had so they actually had co-defensive coordinators uh, last year. The other one was Alex yeah, yeah. Grinch. Uh, he has yeah, left yeah, yeah, to yeah. go to Oklahoma. Larry Johnson, by the way, is still at Ohio State. Uh, local ties here, of course, with Penn State. He is going to uh, now get promoted to associate head coach and remain coaching the D-line. Well, that's... Okay, you want to know the difference between an assistant coach and an associate head coach? You want to know the difference? Not much of anything. Money. The title, the title gives you a higher pay grade. That's all it does. That's why when I always hear people, as associate head coach, that means something. Yes, it means they got more money. It's it's all that's all about title. It is not about um, it's not about responsibility. Okay? It's about title. That gets you more money. Oh no, it's gonna be more than that. No, that's all it means. <laughs> that's as simple as that. Simple as that. Uh, the playoff games yesterday. I'm going to assume. I'm only guessing. I think I went 0 for 4 this weekend. Does that sound right? Yes, you did go 0, yeah. 0 and 4. Yeah. Uh, uh, under the category of so what, but that's you know that's fine. fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm seriously. I don't really care. Yeah. I was bribed. Uh, the, I was bribed over the weekend by your brother. Bribed. <laughs> I was bribed. <laughs> Once the Colts were up 21 to nothing, I get a text. He goes, can I change my pick? I'll give you 20 bucks. <laughs> Not that make well, a difference. Well, I know but... who would have taken it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the man who picked the Steelers would go 9-7 and seven on the year, and he is complaining that they finished 9-6-1. and one. He goes, oh, my pick's right. It's like, no, your pick is incorrect. The Steelers did not go nine and seven. They went nine six and one. He's whining about that. He goes, that tie didn't mean anything. It's like, that tie means a lot. That kept them. That was one of the reasons why they kept him out of the playoffs. Do we import this dude from Digital Mars? Yeah. <laughs> um, Cyberspace. Okay. Now, what did you pick as the play-by-play call of the day? Uh, I chose uh, last night's Eagles-Bears game, and I chose uh, Merrill Reese calling the uh, uh, Cody Parkey uh, double doink. Really? Thought you would. Except I've got a better call than that. Okay. All right, you can play that. That's fine. Oh, we'll go with yours. That's fine. No, 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 no. You can play yours. Oh, I'm just yeah. saying. No, no. I, I, in fact, let me let me find mine first. All right. And I'm going to play it back because this is going to be for you from a totally unexpected source. You're going to love this. I can't wait. All right. Hey, this, this is going to be a lot of fun. And I also think that after hearing it, it's going to give Rogers some food for thought as to what to do with Shikolami football and basketball. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking long term. That's great. You're looking at the overall big oh, no. picture of things. Oh, no, I'm thinking short-term and long-term. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There is a lot of this season left to go. That's right. Hey, look, I mean, <laughs> let's see here. Like, you're you're going to love this. I Let's see. As soon as I find the darn thing. 
Uh, let's see. Got that. Got to punch that in there like that. Do that. Do that. Do that. Wait. First of all, isn't it's awesome the Eagles won. Uh, I think that was great. Oh, here we go. Please be it. Okay, come on. Where is it? Uh, don't need that. Um, I'm telling you, this is going to be... As soon as Roger hears this, all right, as soon as Kyle hears this, like, there'll, there'll be moves. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be moves. Okay? Because this, this is so good. You are building this up. I can't wait to hear it. Oh, no. It's it's better than you think, man. This, this is really... As long as it loads up, we'll be fine here. Okay, come on. Uh, so while it loads up, we can't tell here you that the next suit broadcast with the Chief tomorrow night will be on WKOK.com. We'll have Mifflinburg at Shikalemi for basketball. Uh, wrestling, Steve Williams tomorrow night. We will have uh, Shikalemi at Williams Sports. So both will start after 7. WKOK. Yeah. Yeah, WKOK will have the wrestling on 1070. Cody Parkey. Here we go. 43 yardas. It's snap. Limited pier. Distancia, dirección. Le dio el poste. No, falló. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. Los hijos se van con la victoria. Ay, papá. No, señor. No, señor. Chicago, Chicago. Nos vamos para New Orleans. Philadelphia gana el partido. Le dio el poste. Ricky Ricardo, yes, that's his name, is Ricky Ricardo, who is the play-by-play voice on the Eagles Spanish Network. Babalu, yeah. This is, is the Cody Parkey field goal on the Spanish Network with Ricky Ricardo. The Cody Parkey, 43 yardas. El snap, le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección, le dio el poste. No, falló. All we got to do is get the dude to pronounce Shickle and be correct, and we'll be fine. Bueno. <laughs> Dick played that for Matt LaPay and me last night. <laughs> we were in hysterics. Hysterics. I mean, the passion of it, how he called it, the whole thing. I mean, everyone says he's, he does a great job. But. It is the Eagles Spanish play-by-play announcer, Ricky Ricardo. That is his name. Okay. And that was the call last night on the Eagles Spanish radio network. <laughs> no, senor. No, senor. No, senor. Oh, she called me. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> then he starts singing Chicago, Chicago, that toddling down. 
<laughs> to me, it's a, to me, it's a slice of radio gold. I love. I'm that. telling you, I love that. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now. I think he could slide into the know. Friday night lineup. I think pretty easily. Oh, I think it would be great because yeah. I mean, that, that, and then I, I think the station is a winner all the way through because he brings a certain, I shouldn't say, quality to the broadcast, a level of excitement, you know, and then others can concentrate on on doing digital media sales. That's why you're looking at the overall picture on this deal. Look, look I'm a team player. Yeah. Okay, and as a team player, what makes the team better? Yep, you're looking at the overall team fit and feel. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, Shikalimi's playing Sealands Grove. All right, kids got a chance to win the game. Pie, the Cody Parkey, 43 yardas. El snap, le mete el pie. Distancia, dirección, le dio el poste. No, falló. We're going to Jersey Shore next. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Would you like, would you like to focus on just digital media and have nights off? No, senor. <laughs> no senor, no senor, no senor. <laughs> Who is this senior you speak of? <laughs> senior Ricky. <laughs> I, Ricky Dick suit, played, suit Ricky. Uh, I mean, Dick played that first last night. We were in hysterics listening to it. Okay, just because... Obviously, in Spanish, it's it's different, but the passion, it sounded like a soccer announcer doing the NFL. It was awesome. It was awesome. (laughs) And again, I'm thinking of Jamie, too. I mean, I'm sure Jamie would like to have somebody full-time in that spot. So, you know, know, instead of being, you know, and we could hire an engineer, so. All right. So... (laughs) I've got, I've got to put out fires. Right. We have a problem over here. No, senor, no, senor, no, senor. <laughs> now we're going to start getting that answer from the left arm. We have a problem here. All right, we'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury on News Radio 1070 WK. Okay. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mertz family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 
For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal home and auto or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570 286 5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you. All right, great to have you with us. Dwayne Haskins has uh, made it official. He is going to declare for the NFL draft. He sent out his message and then signed it, uh, Scarlet and Gray forever. (laughs) Actually, no, he's leaving. Uh, So (laughs) forever up until January 7th. Uh, So he is uh, leaving as expected Ohio State. That means uh, Tate Martell, and then we'll see what the – Statuses of Justin Fields as to whether he's allowed to play immediately or not. Um, but Dwayne Haskins has made it official. He is going to uh, enter the NFL draft. There's a very good chance. He's put himself in a position. I think there's a very good chance he's the first quarterback off the board, which means he might be the first player off the board. Who has the first pick in this draft, anyway? That would be Arizona. <laughs> Well, yeah, they've got Josh Rosen. They could trade it. They could trade it. And, of course, I don't know how they feel about Rosen. But um, but Haskins is going to be, in all likelihood, is the first quarterback off the board. Uh, let's see. Let's give Nick Foles credit again. Nick Foles, you know how last week we talked about Antonio Brown? Uh, Nick Foles is 180 of that. He is the consummate pros pro. Doesn't say anything. Works. Waits his turn. Turn happens. He's ready. Now, the Bears are an easier team to play, in my opinion. It's one thing what the Bears do as to how they play, and it's the same thing with the Ravens. They both play in such a way where they still keep you in it. Now, usually they're better at their game than you are. They're better at what they do than what you are. But they do it in such a way where they keep you in the game. The Bears don't blow you out. You still stay in the game and have yourself a shot. The Ravens are the same way the way they play. They keep you in the game. And when Lamar Jackson is having one of those days to forget, and I don't want to hear about his fourth quarter, He played about as poorly yesterday as a quarterback can play in a postseason game. Um, and again, here's the precarious part, and the same thing with the Bears. The Bears aren't a team that really can get behind. They've got to be front runners to win. The Ravens have to be front runners in their current system to win. Now, as Lamar Jackson develops, that may completely change. That's what baffled me about watching Seattle play Dallas the other night. You've got Russell Wilson, and I know the running game got you to the postseason, I get that. But there's this, isn't there a certain point where you realize the Dallas front seven is better than your seven? So you've got to change up. You've got to give them something they don't know or can't handle. That's Russell Wilson. 
taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And now, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Purdy's have served this valley for decades. Look, when you're, you know, I was talking about Nick Foles being a pros pro. Well, that really fits when we're talking about uh, the outstanding people at Purdy Insurance. Uh, They're the pros pros when it comes to insurance. Uh, You're not a number to them. They take really good care of you. Uh, You want to go with the insurance agent that's going to get you the right insurance? That way you're covered. Check. Next box. Am I getting it for the best price? They'll look for it. They'll find it. Box checked. If something happens to me, do they care enough about me where they're going to jump in, or am I going to be an afterthought? Where they're going to care because you are the customer, customer comes first, that box is checked. They check all the boxes. Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Let's see. Ohio State, Greg Schiano is out as the defensive coordinator. Greg Madison takes over, and Dwayne Haskins has declared for the NFL draft. And that is the story on Ohio State. Now, for Penn State, it's a different story today. The story today for Penn State... Uh, football is this. 11 early entries started class today at Penn State. This is going to be the norm moving forward for Penn State. Last year they had six early entries, and that six early entries a year ago was a record. Well, that record has been easily surpassed by this year's number of 11 early entries for Penn State. And it's uh, it's it's significant for several areas. Number one, getting acclimated to the university, which means getting acclimated to taking classes, getting your credits going, so you can stay ahead of credits as you move forward. Getting used to the college life, the college atmosphere, just finding your way around campus, getting to a class getting into the rhythm of being in the university. That's one. That's very important. Next up is being involved right away in the strength and conditioning program with Dwight Galt and his outstanding crew. Getting in there in that strength and conditioning part is really important. The early morning workouts, being involved in those, really important. It gives you a head start. Now you get to go into a different classroom, and that is the classroom that gets you to watch tape. You know, gets you a chance to go through spring practice with a series of coaches under the Penn State system and the Penn State way of doing things. You know, if you're a linebacker, of which two of these early entries happen to be linebackers. You're going to be out there in spring practice working with Brent Pry, and you're going to have a 15-practice advantage 
going into the preseason, which gives you an incredible head start on the preseason. I saw it last year with Micah Parsons. I realized now Micah Parsons was in the category of a guy that anything he could do in high school, he did. And especially being a defensive end, where at times he had to play with his hand in the ground. Obviously now he was put in a different position here, where he had to play linebacker and he had to play in space. Thus the learning curve was greater for him. He had the success he did this year in leading this team in tackles, in part because of his hard work, his intelligence, the coaching of Brent Pry, and the fact that he got a head start by being in spring practice. The Micah Parsons I saw in the preseason was so much further ahead than the Micah Parsons I saw in April. That 15 practice advantage allowed him to go into camp where I looked at him right away as a far different and on the road to being a far more polished product than what I saw in April. And I said on the road, too, because Michael Parsons is still in the, on that road to getting to be a polished product. You know, he's going to be a heck of a – I mean, he is a heck of a, heck of a player. He's a heck of an athlete who has football instincts. But they have 11 early entries here. And, I, and again, this is going to be the norm across the board uh, in college football, but also going to be the norm here at Penn State because I think when it first, it was one of those things where it first came up, I thought, well, how much are you giving up by not finishing out? You know, you're graduated, you're not going to be there in the spring for your senior year and the whole thing. And I kind of thought back to the last few months of my senior year, and I thought, eh. <laughs> you know, I think if I were given the choice of uh, entering college early and gaining credits uh, or finishing out my senior year, I probably would have entered college early, to be honest with you. Um, as long as I can handle it. I mean, you're still, you know, a part of, you know, again, being on a football team in a football program with Todd Kulka as your academic advisor and so forth, you do have the advantages to get on track that a, that a freshman, an average freshman entering early would not have. But I think now after watching it play out over the years, because, I mean, Penn State's, I mean, Joe had early entries. My goodness, Dan Connor was an early entry. Um I think I think the most Joe ever had was three early entries in one year, but they you know Penn State had early entries when you know with Joe and then now getting eleven of them here, uh, I think it's a big deal because uh, we're now it's a different time, a different era, and I can absolutely see all the benefits to doing this. Now it's, it doesn't mean it's always going to work out perfectly. Maurice Claret was an early entry at Ohio State for those who may not realize. But it's 11 that have come in. Here are the 11 that have have the opportunity and have taken the opportunity to enter early. Running back Noah Kane. Linebacker Lance Dixon from Michigan. Uh, Defensive back athlete Keaton Ellis here from State College. Adisa Isaac uh, from uh, Brooklyn. 
And a lot of people think he could be a defensive end here. Quarterback Michael Johnson Jr. from Eugene, Oregon. Quarterback uh, Taquan uh, Roberson from Wayne, New Jersey, from DePaul Catholic. Tyler Rudolph uh, from uh, St. Thomas More. Uh, entering in as well. Uh, he could be a corner here. Linebacker Brandon Smith, the five-star out of uh, Virginia. Tight end uh, Brenton Strange from Parkersburg, West Virginia. Anthony Wigan, the uh, offensive lineman from uh, Lackawanna Community College. And Marquise Wilson out of uh, my old stomping grounds of Windsor, Connecticut. Windsor, by the way, I grew up in Enfield, Connecticut. That's where Kevin and I grew up. It bo- Windsor borders uh, Enfield. Justin, uh, in fact, Jarvis Miller's from Suffield, right across the uh, river from from us. Um, so those are the guys that are scholarship guys. There are also three walk-ons that are the, you know who are in the preferred walk-on group. In the preferred walk-on group, Robbie Dwyer from Wyoming Seminary, Isaac Rummery from Clearfield, and Makai Self from uh, Maryland, who attended IMG Academy of Florida, all of them will be early entries as well. So that's 11 scholarship players, three preferred walk-ons, 14 coming in. And years ago, uh, you know, look, I... Was there something about the old system where you went, you finished high school, then you you played in the big 33 game, and then you went to camp and so forth? I get all that. Um, believe me, I lived it for decades. And a lot of elements about it that I liked. It was traditional. Um, and... It was a system that for a long time worked, but that's not the system of today. system of today is if you can get a head start, take it. And, I, you know, be honest with you, a guy like, you know, let's go all the way back to one of the first guys I remember doing it, Dan Conner. Dan Conner, uh, I know he got, he got banged up during the spring, but it gave him a head start. And I thought that was that was important. And when you see the head starts that some of these guys get, it, I think it really helps um moving forward and part of it is the college acclimation part where you go through the spring you go through the first uh six week session you go through the second six week session then you get to the the regular session in the fall you can build up a few credits not tons but a few credits to get yourself started and that way you're playing academically from in front instead of trying to play from behind. And you are able to do it at a time of the year, spring and the two summer sessions, without having to play a game. You also have the opportunity to learn against comparable talent that gives you a head start and it also gives you not just the winter program and the winter workouts and spring ball, but that all-important June to early July workout period is critical. And it gives them a big head start over other people. Over the, you know, the, And some people can't enter until late June anyway. Let's understand that. But 
I think it's a big plus across the board in today's game that you do that. The only thing I worry about big picture is this when it comes to college football. Yeah, you get in early. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, this has become so 24-7. The only thing I worry about with some guys along the way is this, and it's it's with anything. I don't care what it happens to be. It may be your job. It may be a coach. It may be somebody who runs a car, uh, you know, or a real estate group, whatever it may be. Sometimes when you go, 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 do you risk, risk the possibility of burning some people out along the way? And I'm talking about this is nationally. This has nothing to do with Penn State. But I, I do get concerned with that, where are there enough breaks built into these things in such a way that allow you the time to step back and breathe just a little bit? Uh, I remember last year, I'll give you a good example. Okay, there's a real plus of this story, and the plus and the plus will be obvious. When Jack Ham and I pulled Miles Sanders aside at the Fiesta Bowl last year, after they won the game, I think Jack said to him, he says, hey, so you know, when are you gonna go back to work? He said, Monday. Now it turned out the the Monday was the Monday when classes began and not the very next Monday, because I think I want to say the Fiesta Bowl was what, the thirtieth last year? December thirtieth? And it was on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that Monday would have been January yeah. 1. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, and I, I explained to Jack Larry, I said, I think he's actually going to get eight days off. He goes, oh, good. Um, I understand. So, the, the nice part is that shows the commitment, the hard work part of it, so forth. I get that. But you also have to have some breaks built in. Now, not as many breaks as the suit gets. My goodness. I mean, phew. How many days of vacation did that dude take a year? Um, he should be the most relaxed guy in the building. You would yet think. Somehow, yet somehow he's not, Sean. I don't. I don't get it. Um, but you gotta. You have to have something built in there that keeps you from being so. And that's the only thing about sports today that I get concerned about is that it has become that way. Not a big concern, but something that I think needs to be considered at least thought of. I think they think of that, too. I mean, I think they do think of that, too. Okay. <clears throat> Take a break. Some thoughts on Penn State basketball in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance. Obviously, last night uh, for Penn State basketball did not go well in any way, shape, or form. Last night, you know, against a team that doesn't want to force turnovers, you turn it over sixteen times. Uh, I mean, that's you know, that ends up being a gigantic problem. They only force twelve turnovers a game. That's not their deal. They only force five and a half steals a game. Yet Penn State gave them takeaway after takeaway last night. Penn State is a program that needs to be an older program. Many times have you heard me say over the years, 
and I'll use Notre Dame as an example. Uh, and how many times you heard me say that uh, that uh, Mike Bray wants older teams? And I've talked about that many times. I talked about it in particular when Penn State was about to play Notre Dame um, in the NIT last year. And because that's that's what, what he knows the formula is at Notre Dame for success. Penn State needs that same formula. And I felt like they were on the road to doing that. And then with the idea that they recruited a high-level guy like Lamar Stevens, a high-level guy like Josh Reeves, a high-level guy like, like Tony Carr, you know, a guy like Mike Watkins who's a freak athlete. Um, and then along the way, something happened. And what happened was this. Tony Carr got good enough, and this is good for the program, but got good enough to go to the NBA draft, which he did. And the uh, and so what that did was by going early it was great for him. And look, you can't hold it against the program anymore that they hey, they can't develop. You know, um, they can't develop uh, NBA players. Obviously, they can. Okay. I know he's playing in Europe right now. Tim Tim Frazier's in the NBA at the moment. But this is what it did. If you have an older team, this would have allowed, as an example, Rogier Bolden to break into the lineup. It would allow Miles Dredd to break into the lineup. It would allow Myron Jones to break into the lineup. Because older teams allow the younger players to break into the lineup and sometimes assume big roles because you can tell they can play right away. Okay. And that's the path that Patrick Chambers has been trying to put Penn State on, to be one of those older teams. And then when you get older, you've got younger players ready to assume the next spot on the roster once somebody graduates. That's the way it's been at Notre Dame for years. You don't see early entries from Notre Dame, but you see a lot of sophomores, juniors, and especially juniors and seniors from Mike. I know Michigan's had its fair share of early entries. They've had a lot of them. But Xavier Simpson right, was allowed to break into the lineup. Charles Matthews was allowed to break into the lineup. John Teske was allowed to break into the lineup. Now you see what kind of team they have because they're ascending to being an older team. And that's what Penn State needs, and you know, and this is no. I mean, this is. Yeah, and I would be saying the same thing right now if, for example, it were Lamar Stevens that left early, or if Josh Reeves had left early. They were in that balance of getting their people. Okay, to then. Um, be an older group. So in the, in that balance, if Reeves were the one to have left early, I'd be having the same conversation. If Stevens were the one to have left early, we'd be having the same conversation. It just turns out it was Tony Carr. 
And that's for Penn State to have long-term success, they have to somehow get to a, a point where out of 10 years, six of those years minimum, they've got to be the older team. And that's where that balance of getting there got thrown off. And and if it had been Josh or it had been Lamar, the balance still would have been thrown off. I thought going into the season they they you know uh, they could overcome that, but the scheduling part. I mean, they weren't able to garner wins and uh, as many wins in the non-conference in part because schedule was probably built too tough. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. You can hear us anywhere in the world with the Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app.